early days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket, because we're going on a first-class ride across the web. Well, well, well. Welcome back to your favorite show, WGO. You know what's going on. Patrick, what's going on? Uh, this week we are talking about pregnancy cravings. I was really hoping that you were just going to say, you already know. Just keep it going. Uh, yeah, I, repeating I was not ready for the throwing it over to me. I feel like it's usually one person just going Big through toss. the whole intro. I wasn't ready for it. It is what it is. It surprised me. Next all, time I'll uh, be on my toes. Yeah. Surprise, just like some pregnancies. Oh. Bada bing, bada boom. Hopefully not. Oh. <laughs> it happens, though. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Pregnant or not, we're talking about cravings. And why do pregnant women get them? Another thing that I just thought of that I kind of want to tie into it is... Is it true that the cravings that pregnant women get tends to be a food item that the baby actually enjoys? I feel like that'd be a, a very interesting question. Do you mean post-pregnancy? Yes, mm. like out, out womb. I don't think I've ever heard that. That That's interesting, though. Uh, yeah, no, I actually really do like that question as well. I don't know if that's something my mom has always said or if I feel like that's something I've like heard around as well. I'm not sure if it's true. It could be total bullshit, but that's... Why the fuck we're here? Pregnancy is a very wild topic at the moment as well. Uh, cravings, though, is what we're going to try and stick on. Do you know if your mother had any cravings with you? Or I was just going to ask the same about you because I personally have no idea. I never heard of I don't know like either. That. I want to say my mom said pickles, but I don't know if that's because I like pickles. I, see, I was wondering that same thing, too, honestly. If exactly. it was you and pickles I don't, or not. I don't know. I, I think mom did say pickles and watermelon, and that is some of my favorite foods. So that could be a potential correlation there for what we're asking about already. But uh, is that that your mom craved it because she enjoyed it, and then as you were a kid, she had it around because she enjoyed it, and then exposed you to it often, which made you more likely to actually like it? This is some bullshit, I feel like. This is, it could be know. some bullfuck. Real talk. You never know. <laughs> is there also... See, so what I'm like curious about is, does pregnancy make women crave things that they didn't like previously? Or is that just a random occurrence for some and not for others? I feel like I always hear that there are weird cravings. Yeah, could be. Is there... you think that there's similar items that a lot of pregnant women crave compared to... Like, do you think there's a general item or food or something that people crave while pregnant? For some reason, spicy food is popping up for me. But I don't know. I also, again, don't know if that's just because people like spicy food or it's because they're craving it because they're pregnant. In America, though, I feel like (laughs) there probably aren't that many people craving spicy food. Like, they'd eat... What was it? The the Dots pretzels? Oh, wow. Those are spicy. What? (laughs) Uh... No, I I was Dots curious. I I was here, and I don't I don't know if this is true or not, but a lot of times people's cravings in general are sometimes based on what your your body actually needs. Like if you are okay. lacking, I don't know, like electrolytes or something, you'll crave something a little more salty, and just things like that. So I'm wondering if that's even true, and then if it is, does that apply also to pregnancies? And that's why. Maybe they need a different mix of vitamins and minerals or whatever it is, nutrients, to give to the baby that is not in their normal diet. 
So you think cravings could be tied into what nutritionally their body needs? I maybe. That's that's a that's one of my guesses. Okay, are cravings associated with nutrients that the body needs? I like that question. Should we just make this a fucking baby episode and like pregnancy thing? Cuz I've got we have some other topics that could flirt along the lines of this. Like what? For example, baby formula and prenatal vitamins are both ones that we have written down. Hmm. Prenatal vitamins, is that just... Should we just tie those in? I feel like they fit perfectly with this. Okay. Prenatal vitamins, are they absolutely necessary? When did we start taking them? They're obviously not absolutely necessary because they had babies before (laughs) they were around. Yeah, you're right. Uh, The death rate was higher, though. Real talk. Back in the day. I don't know if that was due to sanitary issues. I think or, they were also having know, like births at home without any supervision or sterile Oh, we could talk about home births, home births yeah. and shit too. Midwives. What a crazy profession. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that the same thing as a doula? I don't know. You write that down because I'm not going to remember right. that. Prenatal vitamins, though. And are they just vitamins that we should be taking already? Like, is that, should we all be on prenatal vitamins I, right I was now? wondering they if they're actually, actually different than, like, the one-a-day vitamins or anything like that. Or if it's just marketing. Could be just marketing. I mean, do you, you take some vitamins, right? Yeah. Um, I normally take vitamins D, D okay. B, and C, hmm. and then fish oil. Oh. That's, our, that's my, like, daily intake. Honestly, I feel like the biggest one is D that everyone really needs. Um, I feel like fish oil is something that people really yeah. should have because they don't get as much of that, that type of fat as they really should. And I, I am one yeah. of them, for sure. Yeah, fish oil, very important. Vitamins. Did we already talk about it? Did we do a vitamin episode? No, it's on the list, though. It's on the list. Yeah, okay. Fucking it. We're tying... We're, you guys are getting, like, four fucking <laughs> four episodes in one. one. I have a oh. feeling... This is going to be a meaty fucking episode. Strap in. Um, it's going to be a long ride. Uh-oh. You know, nine months. That's how long oh, wow. this episode's going to be. We're going to give birth to this episode. We're pregnant right now. Wow. Both right? of us I at the same time. Kicking. I know. Have you ever heard of it? It's a medical anomaly. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, what was the other thing? Fucking baby formula. What the fuck? Mm. What is that? <laughs> Like a milky powder? Is that just vitamins and dehydrated milk? Yeah, probably. That or like whey protein powder or something. <laughs> Trying to get the baby swole. Uh, it's just a shitload of creatine for the baby. Is that also necessary? I mean, the production of milk from the mother, not always efficient enough to, you know, uh, breastfeed. Well, yeah, I think it's I just a substitute know. for that. If you want to produce or give as much milk as you know the baby needs i can't imagine you would really need the formula i feel like it's just a substitute where you can't get to the formula for whatever reason or the milk for whatever reason or i don't know or it's just easier I, i don't i don't fucking know question also this might be really stupid do women start lactating during pregnancy or after birth i think it's after birth that's so crazy. How? They just know. As soon as it's like baby's out, lactate. Are you sure it's not during? I have no idea. I think it's <laughs> I'm after. I'm a man. I want to say during. I don't know. You, do you remember when Triton was born? <laughs> no, I don't really. Very, I don't remember that many details at that age. You weren't that young. No? I know. I just don't remember if my mom was lactating or not. <laughs> Come on. You weren't taking notes. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I wanna have a podcast and like, like a couple, almost two decades later. I need, I need this information. (laughs) 
I'm writing it down. I don't know. A lot to look up. Is there any other things that we have? I know it's a lot, but pregnancy is a pretty crazy little mystery. I thought I had one more, but I cannot remember it. I'll I'll see if I remember it during the episode. I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure more things will fucking pop up as well. All right, should we start off with the original thing? Why do pregnant women get cravings? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go for it. Oh, yeah. So another thing that's popping on up is that there's like a thing that I remember a lot of pregnant women have like stated is that there are certain smells or certain things that like immediately become like atrocious to them. Like, yeah. They- yeah 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 like they'll smell it and they'll be like oh my god that makes me want to throw up and a lot of i think a lot of it's meat honestly and i'm finding a lot of common answers right now onto the question uh why does pregnant why do people get cravings when they're pregnant i'm seeing a bunch of shit like influx of hormones a heightened sense of smell and taste and nutritional deficiencies all kind of like contributing to this and it says that it usually begins during the first trimester into the peak of the second trimester uh, and I don't know if that's because that's when like the baby has the most growth or when the most like nutrients are needed or what. But it seems like it's kind of unknown completely. So I am saying that in different cultures, people often crave different things. So it's not necessarily something that a baby needs. It's almost just something that someone craves. But it may yeah. also kind of, as you mentioned, help with some sort of nutrients or anything like that. I see for, uh, that often in Japan, many people report craving rice, which is not something you commonly hear of as a <sighs> craving over here, at least in the U.S. But then see, I've seen that there are some studies that show that there aren't. there's no correlation between hormone levels and the types of chocolate cravings or other cravings that they have and that um, often people in past menopause who don't really have the the same hormones can report some similar cravings okay i'm also seeing like a lot of i don't know so i'm looking at some common items that are craved and it seems like almost all of these do have some sort of correlation with like something the body might need uh, a really popular one is ironically pickles and the salt and vinegar soaked cucumbers <laughs> a very common craving for pregnant women most likely because their sodium levels are low and that's exactly what you need i guess so low in calories and a easy way to bump up the sodium and maybe just like the salty goodness gives you an influx of like some sort of hormones when you like start eating it that your body's like, oh fuck yeah, that's exactly what we needed. Let's give this some some endorphins and dopamine for that shit. Other things that I'm seeing are like red meat. So when like a woman is experiencing iron or protein deficiency, they'll crave red meat to fulfill those like mineral needs. A very interesting one is spicy food, uh, which is something I guessed, but the reason was not what I was expecting. Uh, apparently, so when you're pregnant, you feel very hot a lot of the time, mm. and a reason why you could be craving spicy food is because it'll make your body sweat a little bit. And that's a natural way for your body's temperature to drop. And so after eating spicy food, feeling that body temperature drop could trigger another hormonal release that says, Oh, this is exactly what we wanted. And so that's another reason why people crave spicy food. Mm. And wait, did you say that's, that's for everybody or only pregnant people? This is just common occurrences Mm. Uh, for, for pregnant people. Yeah. Not for everybody, for pregnant people. Uh, see, I'm I'm seeing a lot of different things that most of these are not backed up by any sort of scientific claims or anything. But I'm seeing that, you know, sometimes they say sometimes, you know, craving more high calorie things could be uh, 
a sign that you need to increase your your calorie count, you know, basically to support your child or anything like that. But I don't know. Personally, I think I would push back on that a little bit because anyone who has a little bit of any sort of sweet or anything like that, I feel like you get that sort of craving even days after on the regular if you're used to having that. You know, it just becomes something in your habit. And I don't know, I, I notice that whenever I, because I usually don't have that many sweets, but when I do, there's a lasting effect days afterwards. And I'm seeing that on average, someone needs only about 300 extra calories a day to support a pregnancy. Really? So that's, that seems really yeah, that's low. basically a candy bar. Not even. That That's pretty interesting. I, I, I'm surprised at it being that low, honestly. Yeah, I would have expected it to be a lot higher. I don't know, a lot of, something that's also interesting I guess that a lot of these articles that I'm reading are like trying to control the weight gain that you get during pregnancy. Like there's a lot of like weird (laughs) tips and tricks on how to not gain that much weight during a pregnancy. And I don't know if necessarily that's a huge, like a very bad thing. I understand like an increase of weight gain can put your body at risk if it's like something catastrophic, but I think a little bit is just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fine. I I think most people would just care about like afterwards, you know, you're already in like a, A weird, I feel like, you know, there's a weird hormonal state and, you know, now you have this life that you created and there's all these sorts of emotions. You don't need to add any sort of, you know, weight gain or anything like that on top of it that you need to think about. But at the same time, that's probably the least of your worries at the time. So another reason why you could be craving a lot of like salty foods like pickles or chips is due to the increased blood volume that occurs during pregnancy, and that increased blood volume makes your need for sodium skyrocket, it looks like. And then for proper hydration and shit as well, your need for a fuckload of water. I don't know. A lot of these articles are basically, I feel like, just saying, like, oh, your body, you're craving this because your body needs the main nutrition element of this because this is happening. Mm Mm-hmm. So I am seeing a lot of correlation. I don't know if any of this is backed up by science or like what the fuck's going on, but I mean, it does make sense. I am saying that seeing that there are a few odd cravings, but they're somewhat common, actually. Often people crave something that is not quite food, such as dirt, clay, or laundry (laughs) detergent. Uh, And that is called Uh. pika which I guess is a sign that you don't have enough iron in your blood. And then that what a causes weird... you to have that sort of craving. Okay. Eat iron, otherwise you're going to start eating fucking dirt. <laughs> okay? <laughs> My God. <laughs> the ground really looking tasty right now. Is that a fresh plate of topsoil? <laughs> Jesus, the grass never looks so green. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck? All right, so I'm over the cravings thing. I think I kind of understand it a little bit. I'm now on to do babies like the food that women crave during pregnancy? And I pulled up an article off of NPR that states yes. Like, it starts out by saying, do you like? Do you want your child to love veggies? You should start eating them early on. No And way. that, like, hmm. when around like 21 weeks after conception, a developing baby weighs as much as a soda can... And the baby can taste now. I didn't know babies could taste while inside. I didn't, I didn't know that at all. think that was hmm. possible. I don't know how the fuck they figured that out. Um, <laughs> you don't ask oh, the baby? I don't know. Taste. 
Dude, I did Wait a second. Is this so still in the womb? The growing baby gulps down several ounces of amniotic fluid daily. Wait, you said and the fluid twenty-one weeks. Yeah, hmm. after conception. Interesting. It says because uh, I think I think the viability cutoff is twenty-four weeks, and I think that kind of gets into where some of the the ab- abortion laws come into play. Not that we want to oh, talk okay. too much about that, but no, it's all good. Uh, it, it's it's. I, we should just fucking address it. That way we're not dancing around it. Uh, your body, your life, not my control. Do what you want. Can't believe we're moving backwards in the times. It doesn't make fucking sense. Hats off to the ladies. I'm here. Patrick's here to support what's going on. It's your fucking... What's going on with the world right now? Yeah. Your body, all right? That's it. It's your body. I don't have a say. I'm fine with that. Much love. Power to the women. That's that. Back to the to- back to the topic at hand. Um, so it says that in the womb, the baby is growing and gulps down several ounces of amniotic fluid daily. And the fluid that surrounds the baby, or, yeah, the fluid that surrounds the baby is actually flavored by the foods and beverages that the mother has eaten the last few hours. So hmm. it's fucking eaten. Yeah, it's eaten inside there. It's like a little zombie thing. Or yeah, <laughs> it's fucking eaten away in there. And to confirm that there's like scent and flavor inside of it uh, there was this research study that was done where researchers gave women garlic capsules or sugar capsules to eat and then after a little bit of time had passed they had taken a sample of the amniotic fluid and then created a panel of people to smell the samples and see if they could smell a difference and most women could easily pick out the samples of the women who ate garlic it was something like a 90% accuracy rating. Wait, they just smelled it and they were able to be that accurate? Yeah, you don't you think they were fucking eating? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Drink this amniotic fluid. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine, but I mean the babies are drinking it. Can't be that bad. <laughs> babies are drinking it. You drinking it. <laughs> okay, see this is another thing. We got to wait a second. We might be tying back into a very recent episode. There's another study that was done. The whole reason why this was like conducted was because in the 1960s and 70s, they were doing research on how the diet of the dairy cow impacted the flavor of the milk. And there was a lot of association with like what they ate and how the milk tasted. And you're telling me that if guys drink pineapple juice, you can't, <laughs> you can't taste the difference inside the, the cum? I don't know. <laughs> I think it might be true. It wasn't enough evidence back there, but I feel like this is proving to us that yes, the what you eat can change the flavor of shit that's inside and coming out of you. No, you think so? It, it's not different. I I don't know if it's a different the like different track that doesn't actually connect to your digestive system as much. I don't know. I don't know. Eh. It's still up in yeah. there. Listen to our last episode to find out. Yeah, if you haven't listened to it, just go to the best flavored commerce. I don't know what the fuck I call it. <laughs> Back to pregnant women. Still partially related. <laughs> this is a very interesting study. And then to continue on with it, they divided like pregnant women into certain groups. And one of these groups were told to drink carrot juice every day during their pregnancy. And then after... <laughs> the baby came out orange. Yeah, little, it came out a carrot, believe it or not. <laughs> When the child began eating solid food, they would feed them like cereal made with water or carrot juice. I don't know who the fuck's doing that. But the children would choose to eat the cereal with 
carrot flavored water what? more than water hmm. itself because they said it was more enjoyable. Hmm. Now I'm curious what carrot juice tastes like. I don't think I've ever had it. I don't think it's probably very flavorful. Dear God. To the end of a pregnancy, the fetus can swallow almost a liter of amniotic fluid a day. Wow. You're guzzling in there. Train for that gallon. <laughs> practicing i don't know i'm seeing more and more that people are saying yeah even though there isn't a very scientific link exactly as to why yeah i feel like that'd be tough to to even do some sort of study on because then it's like you're trying to force a woman to only eat or eat primarily certain foods for not drink a shitload of carrot juice yeah <laughs> but i mean hey if you're trying to to make sure your baby likes vegetables and start chowing down on them i guess although i feel like in general, I don't know if this is true at all, but I would imagine just from my experience, whatever you eat as a child has a lot more effect on it. Because if you're around certain foods yeah. more often, I feel like you're going to be a lot more likely to just eat that in the future and then continue eating that way just as your natural habit and that's what you're used to. Yeah, I would have to agree as well on that. I think, though, that just, like, this is, like, during initial, like, infancy. Yeah. Obviously, like, what the child actually consumes and the main, like, food groups of, you know, the family as a whole will ultimately determine what the child is going to like in the future. But maybe some of those things that you start off early could be something that they do crave later on. Mm-hmm. If you continue that, very interesting. If anybody, I I know we haven't asked this yet, but like if anyone has given birth or experienced something like this with their child, I'm very curious as to what has happened. And just tell me some more. I want I want you to tell me your experience with this, whether it is true or not. I'm just extremely curious. All right, I think that's enough on that. Do you have anything else on that topic? Uh, nope. I I'm on to prenatal vitamins. And I'm seeing that they are kind of similar to, you know, a a normal multivitamin, but they include more folic acid and iron. Uh, And this is because uh, a woman just needs more of that during their pregnancy. Pregnant women usually need about 600 micrograms of folic acid, which is pretty tough to get in diet alone, whereas uh, a normal person only needs... 18 milligrams a day so less than 30 times and then so i'm seeing a lot of you know it obviously starts with your diet as being the most important but it comes back to this kind of just fills the gaps which to me when you're pregnant that's fine but i personally feel like i'm not convinced on vitamins in general but i feel like that's just the skeptic in me is like i i have taken vitamins before i've never felt any different And it just, I have not been convinced that I have any sort of deficiency that needs to be or is actually helped in any sort of noticeable way from a vitamin. But that's just my skeptic side. We could do uh, uh, our our very own challenge. We could just eat like regular shit for like how we normally do for like a month. No vitamins, no nothing. And then get on like a vitamin. Like a blood test? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get like a sorry, no, my bad. I didn't even say that part. I'm just thinking ahead. Uh, yeah, and then get a blood test after just our like regular consumption, mm-hmm. and then start taking vitamins and see if it actually like makes a healthy difference or not. Yeah, that'd be I, interesting. That would be find out yourself. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I've had blood tests done before, and I there hasn't been anything that I've been super lacking in. But it also when's the last time you've done it though? 
Um, it was at my job in Wisconsin. They always did that. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, a couple of years ago. But they, they didn't go into a ton of different vitamins. It was more looking for cholesterol and that type of stuff. Yeah. I, I remember there not really being any big things there, and I know they did measure a number of other things besides just cholesterol, but maybe it didn't get as vitamin-specific. It'd be interesting to find out. <laughs> I'm seeing here that even if you're a man, you can take prenatal vitamins, and it is kind of recommended, kind of not. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, it's saying, like, even if you're not pregnant, you can take prenatal vitamins, especially if you have, like, some kind of, like, enzyme deficiency. I think the biggest thing is that, like, sometimes there are higher doses of certain vitamins that could be... Like, you're taking too much and could do more harm than benefit. Mm -hmm. So this, like, one guy is explaining that they he takes prenatal vitamins and then, like, a one-a-day vitamin and, like, switches off in between the two. Yeah, I guess they each have their own formula and you have your own needs of what you actually need. So that yeah. makes sense. I'm still not convinced. I, I do want to do a vitamin episode. I know we have it written down, but... We haven't done it yet. <laughs> we'll dive deep more into vitamins. These are just prenates. You know, yeah. we don't really know if we need them, blah, blah, blah. It kind of seems like yes, but it's mainly just a couple ingredients that you need. So maybe you just get a fuckload of that. Isn't there a shitload of folate? I could be completely wrong. In spinach? I'm not sure. Yeah. Dar well, dark, dark leafy, leafy greens. greens. Yeah. Okay. Dark leafies. Okay. Or you could just eat really fucking healthy too. I don't know. And then your okay? kid will eat healthy. Exactly. So maybe, do we, maybe take out the vites. Maybe just eat really healthy and eat a lot because it's mainly just like vegetables and shit that you're craving. A little bit of meat ski in there. Variety of meat ski, not just red. Maybe a little fish. Maybe a little whatever the fuck. Happy, healthy baby that likes all food. You never know. Or they're just craving a fucking Flintstone gummy when they come out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. The regular vitamins are decent too, though. I don't know what it is, but that that like chalky texture... I, I kind of enjoy it, honestly. Not going to lie. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Reminds me of a good old Tums. Yeah. Reminds me of back when I was on the playground chewing on chalk. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> the best days. If you weren't eating chalk, your mom didn't take enough vitamins, right? Remember that. <laughs> yeah, I don't eat vitamins. Oh I just God. eat chalk sticks. <laughs> My baby loves chalk. <laughs> I can tell I'm really craving it right now. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> Remember? Okay, not even the gummies, but the Flintstones, like, fucking dissolvable vitamins. You know what I'm talking about? They, like, fizzed a little bit in your mouth. Did you ever have no. those? Oh, fuck me. If you're listening and you know what I'm talking about, please write us in. Anything. Spotify question. Whatever. Just write us in. Let me know I'm not alone. <laughs> Flintstones. Vitamins. They fizzled in your mouth. Not like Pop Rocks where they're making noise and stuff, but they had, they're had they like dissolving a little bit. I don't know. It was, it was, it was nice. It was fun. Hmm. All right. What else we got here in the pregnancy app? Baby formula. What the fuck? Hey, JJ, you know what I just found out? What's that? That What's Going On has even more content coming for you. Ooh. We have a new subscription. And what do we get with that? Oh, my God. What don't you get with that? You guys are getting so many things. Number one, you get to choose and vote on a monthly Spice It Up episode. The Patch and I will be recording ourselves. You guys can watch that on YouTube. Afterwards, you guys are also getting ad-free episodes. And then you guys are also getting a monthly live episode where you guys get to be a part of the show with us. And if that wasn't enough, it's just 99 cents. Cheap old subscription. And you get to support your two favorite boys here on the web. Help us help you. 
To subscribe and receive all these great benefits, check the link below in the description. And thank you very much for subscribing. I guess did we really answer, is prenatal vitamins necessary? It seemed like it because a pregnant person has a few needs that are a little bit tougher Not to get be in a diet. To get, okay. Yeah. And it, and if anything, I feel like when you're pregnant... Just be safe. Yeah, well, I might as well, honestly. Okay, might as well. Eat your bites, ladies. And maybe I'll be eating them with But you. otherwise, I'm not buying that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> just when me and my partner are getting pregnant, then, then I'm eating yeah. them. It really just seems like baby formulas, dehydrated milk with extra vitamins slapped in. So I'm looking into the difference between a midwife and a doula, which is something that came oh, yeah. up when we were talking earlier. Um, they are kind of similar in that they're just kind of helping with the overall pregnancy experience and all of that. But the main difference is that a midwife is usually more medically focused, whereas a doula is more emotional and physically supportive. Okay. So, you know, a midwife will actually do more medical tests and, you know, prenatal checks and all that type of stuff to make sure that you and the baby are healthy. And if any complications actually happen, they'll be more focused on, you know, maintaining your and the baby's health. Whereas, um, you know, a doula is more about often a little more care afterwards and all that type of stuff and helping with, you know, a lot more of the emotional side and just uh, general, you know, physical help as well. Is it common for families to go with that or is that just an extra option? I don't even know the I don't know. I think they're likeliness both, of people having this. Are they both for home births? Home births? I don't know. It could be. I, I'm sure there's also that for births that go into the hospital as well. Is there also a cultural thing? Is there a certain culture that generally does this or is it just whoever the fuck wants it? You're asking questions quicker than I can research them. <laughs> Fuck. There's just so much to know. Pregnancy is fucking scary and crazy. Damn, I didn't know that right now there's a baby formula shortage. What? What isn't there a shortage of nowadays? Yeah, so what I'm really seeing here is that like with most of these formulas, it's all basically the same. It could be a soy-based like protein. It could be whey from like cows or any sort of just like dehydrated milk that really just needs a certain like percentage of within like 100 calories of the formula it needs to have a certain percentage of like grams of fat, proteins and carbohydrates and that's like the best way to be able to get the nutrition to your baby if you cannot breastfeed really. But there are certain things that the baby does miss out on if it is not breastfed like growth hormones or other nutritional things that are just created by the mother itself. Mm. Which they are trying to create some sort of way to input this inside of like formula, but I don't know how the hell they're going to do that. <laughs> Just start feeding your baby steroids. steroids. Yeah, there you go. Get the growth hormone. Steroids going. and creatine. He's going to be fucking yoked. <laughs> Give by him two. some pre workout, even. Let's throw that in there. Jeez, a little fucking bang energy in there. Why not? <laughs> It just sounds like we're giving our kids soylent nowadays. Like It basically is what it seems like. Another interesting question now that we're on the topic of breastfeeding. You can you share milk with other babies? Mm. Or is that I was wondering long? how long is too long to breastfeed? Oh. Uh that's an interesting question. <laughs> too long. How long do you think? A year and a half? That's and that's cut off? I actually have zero reference for this. I have no idea. Five years old? Yeah. High yeah. school? I haven't stopped yet. 
It's still in my mom's teeth. <laughs> also, does it eventually dry up on its own or the reduction of use? I Yeah, I was wondering that too. Just to wrap up on the midwife thing, it usually is common that midwives help deliver babies outside of the homes or outside of the hospital. Uh, but when you are in a hospital, you usually go with a OBGYN and they are usually the ones help to deliver the baby. And then if huh. you are doing some sort of home birth or something like that, that's also where a doula can come into play if you're looking for that type of support as well. Yeah, I'm also, just to wrap up, I guess, on formula versus breastfeeding. Uh, breastfeeding is by far superior as it also has like disease fighting factors that are inside of the breast milk, mm-hmm. um, easier to digest for the baby, better nutrients. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if people often have like, you know, digestive issues with certain types of like protein powder, which is like whey, which you talked about. Yeah. I could only imagine that giving that to a baby would be tough. Yeah. And then, yeah, it just helps with like serious health problems, it seems like. Uh, lower risk of SIDS, which is sudden infant death syndrome. Uh, lower risk of asthma and skin problems with allergies. Less diarrhea and digestive conditions. Less risk to develop leukemia. Fewer long-term health problems. It it just it seems like breastfeeding is the best. If you got that breast, let it feed. Not to talk about dying babies too much, but is is SIDS just a catch-all for we don't know why the hell the baby died? I think so. I don't know what's... We could dive into it. Do you want to dive into death of babies? I don't know if we need to talk too much about dead babies, but it just seems like, a, I don't know, they just died. Yeah, that's been my assumption as well. Um, I think it's associated with like dying inside of their crib and the cause is unknown. It tends to be associated with defects in the portion of an infant's brain that controls breathing and arousal from sleep. So oh, wow. maybe just stop breathing due to an undeveloped section of brain, potentially. That's that, SIDS. I don't know uh, everything, and I don't need to. Hopefully it doesn't happen, and yep. Another question I don't want to forget about, lactating during pregnancy or after birth? This was a hot topic here just a little bit ago. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm saying a little pre-birth lactation is necessary. Oh, yeah, it does start happening usually while you are pregnant. <laughs> uh, I knew it. It usually starts pretty early, too, between 12 and 18 weeks. Wait, what? Like before birth or or right after pregnancy? Uh, of their pregnancy. Oh, this is saying before due. Okay. So wait, what? Oh, uh, that's what I was seeing. Uh, let me look. I'm at seeing that things. breasts may start to produce milk weeks or months before you are due to have your baby. There's a controversy on when y'all are lactating. If you also have experience in this, let's know. <laughs> oh, there's a condition though where you start producing a fuckload of milk way before your baby's birth. Colostrum. Yeah, I guess. 12, or 18 to 20 oh, weeks is midway into the second trimester. I guess however you define weeks or maybe months before. So I think that fits. Yeah, I think that fits. Colostrum actually is not what I was talking about. Colostrum sounds like it's called liquid gold. That's that top tier milk you need to fucking give them. And that's like, oh, it can begin during pregnancy, but lasts for several days after the birth of your baby. That one's got like the highest nutritional and immunity boosting compounds. So I got to get that liquid gold inside that baby ASAP. Dude, that's so fucking crazy. Can we talk about what we're talking about? Just the fucking things that are on our chest. Just start fucking making food <laughs> for a little human yeah. that comes out of you. That is insane. 
like <laughs> what uh, it's it's like science fiction hats off to women fam i your bodies are so fucking cool and impressive i jesus god guys really do nothing inside of this, do we? <laughs> we literally nut once and then like the <laughs> jesus <laughs> and then the women just fucking do everything they they they, they house it they give it nutrition. They protect it. They give they give birth to it. They still feed it. They. <laughs> you guys are impressive. Hats off to you guys, and hats off to mothers. Happy Mother's Day to all of you yeah. out there. Yeah, happy belated Mom's Day. Thank you to moms. We may seem arrogant. I hope we're not coming off as assholes during this episode. I just want to know what's going on here with with this whole fucking miraculous task we never answered the question how long is too long to breastfeed (laughs) i'm saying if you're at three years old you're kind of pushing it you think so that sounds pretty old for that but i again i really don't my child's only 36 months reference yeah i feel like once you start counting in in years instead of months that's when you cut them off yeah well maybe two years i think two years is the cutoff you think that? Think so? I don't know. That still seems a little old to me, but I. <laughs> you get a month of breast milk. And that's that's it. it. Yeah. Maybe that should be the Spotify question of the episode. How long is too long to breastfeed? <laughs> what well, says you should continue for the first twelve months, and that is recommended for up until the age of two, with the addition of other foods. You said two? Yeah. Hmm. Oh my God! Someone breastfed her child until almost four years old. Oh, so that gets into the question: When do you stop lactating? Oh, yeah. You Google that one. I'm still looking at this. (laughs) The idea of breastfeeding a child until they're a preschooler is still fairly restricted and rejected. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, it says breastfeeding too long could also potentially stunt child development because it impedes a child's... Oh, that's never mind. This is impeding a child's ability to self-soothe, not not nutritional. Oh, wow. I didn't know. A woman can reduce her chances of breast cancer. She breastfeeds for more or for at least two years. Oh, my God. Okay, so also other cultures breastfeed for longer than we do. Another thing I didn't think about, but there's other cultures that it's very common for toddlers four to five years old to still be breastfed by their moms. Really? Hmm. Yeah. The World Health Organization recommends breastfeeding until they're at least two years old. Are you telling me we're not getting breastfed enough? I don't think. Are Americans not feeding on the breast enough? Explains Am I supposed to still be on the teeth? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now you are. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know when you're supposed to stop, but it sounds like at least till two years old is when you're supposed to keep going, right? That's the best info we got. It's debatable. It's up there. I think if you make it to two, you're pretty good. You could probably start weaning, slapping in some whole foods and shit. Yeah. I I was seeing that it's good to have at least a year at, like, the the lower side. I don't know. Now I'm seeing research that says it's good for a child to breastfeed for a long-ass time. That on scores and shit, that they tend to be more independent and score higher on the measures of social competence. Hmm. I don't know if there's a wrong answer, okay? I just Get at least two years in, everything else is fine, okay? You choose. It's your life and your child. Feed away. Who are we to say what you're supposed to do with it? I don't fucking know. But what we can figure out, can you switch breasts, though? Can that baby suck on any breasts? Does it have to be your breast? If it's any breast, dear God, the options. Maybe it'd be beneficial to, to, to swap breasts. Yeah, help their immune system. Yeah, 
different immune shit. Yeah, you just start babysitting your neighbor's kid and breastfeed them. We got a Facebook group of lactating moms where they all come to the park and just fucking swap babies. (laughs) You get five minutes with the nipple and then we pass it to the left until your baby returns. Holy shit, there's a whole term for this called wet nursing, which is where you cross nurse a different child with your breast milk. Hmm. Oh my god, I didn't even think about this. So before there was baby formula, which well, we didn't even look at the 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 history of like when it started. We might we could we could go back to baby formula. We're still on milk and shit. It, it fits in, okay? Don't yell at us, god. The history of wet nursing though was before there was formula, breastfeeding was the only source of food for infants. And so if a mother did have an issue with creating her own milk, this was one of the only ways for a child to survive. Mm, I didn't yeah. even think about wow. that. So they had to have another woman breastfeed. Wow. Yeah, that must have been tough, especially if you're living in a more rural area or something like that. Yeah, that must have been insane. Oh, my God. This was literally... You could be hired in the back in the day for this. A lot of women apparently did this free of charge, but... There's a lot of other women who were hired as a professional breastfeeder to feed children. I bet. I mean, if that's what you need to keep hey, you your you got that liquid, life, you know, you got that liquid gold. Uh, how bad do you <laughs> want your kid to survive? My God, that's terrible! But <laughs> charge out the ass yeah, for that. Uh, yeah, big thing about paying attention to or that you got to pay attention to now is infectious diseases. A while back in the day, there wasn't as crazy of infections. Um, the advent of HIV changed things dramatically. So you have to be tested to be able to do this. So going back to when people actually stopped producing breast milk, it does seem okay. to be more of a function of when you just stop nursing, which kind of makes sense as okay. to other cultures and areas breastfeeding for longer. is As long as you're still actively breastfeeding, it makes sense that you're going to continue producing milk, but... It usually only takes a couple of weeks of not breastfeeding or pumping milk to slow down production. There are some other things you can do to to help, you know, make that a little quicker as well. Um, and then there are also a few like medications or herbs, but oftentimes those aren't as suggested because of potential side effects. Are you telling me that there could be women back in the day that were simply professional breastfeeders? I I don't know. It, I have not seen like an upper limit for how long you could continue producing milk. It could be forever. Yeah, you, you better hope your clients don't run out though. Yeah. Well, I guess we then keep having. Well, babies. then you just keep uh, pumping out your own milk. I guess storing it. Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah, maybe. That's crazy that you can just share breasts. I literally never knew that. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense though. You know, if you. I, I know it does. It just, I feel like in Western culture, it just, yeah, it seems just very strange. Isn't a thing. Yeah. 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 But it, even like cultures today on like, you know, other countries, it's very prevalent. That's what I was reading about. And it oh, just, really? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like we're saying, it, 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 it really does. And like, what if something happened to the mother? You yeah. Or she's yeah, exactly. sick or there's plenty of things that just make it understandable. But I just feel like you would want, that connection with your baby like you know I, yeah I know. that's my thought on it but yeah there's actually a, a syndrome called let go syndrome which can happen between a wet nursing mother and your child and so they can get emotionally attached to the child and almost feel like that baby is theirs which could be a hard thing to have to go through when you know the mother returns for the child or 
Mm. <laughs> that would be an interesting conversation to have. <laughs> I really like your baby. <laughs> Bro, I literally found an article that says breastfeeding moms use Facebook groups to sell and donate milk. Did I not call yeah. it? Did someone rewind five minutes ago? <laughs> what was the other question that I talked? Uh, when, what year did formula come out? Oh, yeah. 1860 by a German chemist. Oh, I should have looked this up before. They explained what a wet nurse was already. There was even a point in history where having a wet nurse was seen as a status symbol and that you were wealthy. <laughs> People were just hiring wet nurses without even having a medical need for one. Oh, my God. I didn't know there was a thing called dry nursing, which is where you feed animal milk to babies. Mm. Just like straight. I don't, I don't think from the teat. I would hope not. Probably not. I mean, uh, I am seeing that this uh, <laughs> original baby formula did use cow's milk as its base. Yeah. So, okay, I think makes sense. I, I apologize for my aversion. My initial image was a child sucking on a fucking cow teat, and I was like, "That's <laughs> fucked up." <laughs> but I don't think that's what happened, John. No, it wasn't until the 1870s when an actual, fully artificial version was made. Okay. Actually, it, it does say some babies drank milk directly from the animal. Okay. <laughs> well, I th- that just seems so unsafe to me. <laughs> like, Yeah, that does not seem why clean. Would... Do you clean that? <laughs> well, uh, also, you just don't know what's happening with an animal. Like, milk the cow first and then give the baby the milk. Like, it just, I don't, I don't want know. Okay. a cow around my baby, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it seems dangerous, but what? Back in those days, yeah. Kids were invincible. All right, well, you got the history. You got so much titty information, so much milk. What more could you ask for? You got any other questions, bud? Nope, I think we're, we've are we gone through the, the full gestation period on this one. Oh, that's what's going on. Giving birth oh. to the episode for you, one random-ass fact at a time. Once again, shout-out all moms. Shout-out pregnancy. Shout-out breasts. Shout-out milk. Shout out babies. And mothers. That's it. And, and, and we you? added moms oh. at the beginning. But also yeah. ma- moms at the end. Fuck it. Moms beginning, moms <laughs> in the end. Shout out moms. What's going on? We love moms. Are we done yet? Oh, <laughs> we are. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to What's Going On. If you have any questions that you want partially answered, please write them in to what's going on the pod at gmail.com. No spaces, no apostrophes. No excuses. One more time. That's what's going on the pod at gmail.com. And we hope to hear from you soon. Rate and subscribe on any player of choice. Thank you.